Welcome back. I'm Ron Cisco. This is Focus. With all the response uh, for, from the debates going around how responsible social media should be about the content of news and, and honesty and, and um, I, I, you know, I guess it depends on what side of the platform you sit on. Very interesting thing, I think, kind of creeps up on me. I hate clickbait. Just to kind of start that conversation, um, clickbait for me is when you take content and... Um, and maybe it's it's going to seem a little bit disingenuous at first, but because uh, news and and uh, entertainment in general is clickbait. If you really think about it, a trailer is clickbait. Um, the news has been since the beginning of at least newspapers. Um, you know, extra extra. Read all about it. Man dies in subway. Something something. Uh, the National Enquirer had uh, perfected the art of it. But but I don't really define that as clickbait because I mean you you want you want a tagline you want a headline you want something that grips the audience you want to say this is what you need to pay attention to to me clickbait is where you take nothing and you make it into something you um you especially on Facebook you might have noticed tons of these articles I actually subscribe to a Facebook page called Stop Clickbait which hits you with those wonderful taglines because they are they are enticing. It's, it's very interesting to see um, who, who may be clickbait. And there, you know, are definitely times where you feel like they've put the work in. There might be 25 pages, and it's all full of ads, and that's obnoxious. But, you know, there's, there's something there that you're learning about celebrities or of politics or something. But, but the work is there. I think uh, a prime example of that, looking at the Stop Clickbait, uh, excuse me, the Stop Clickbait page, right now on Facebook, uh, the top article is, is the Mac Pro overpriced compared to the PC, to a PC? And uh, the answer to that is yes. Yes, it is. Duh. Um, And it's a bad article title. But if you read the article, it goes through all of the things you could get if you were to purchase uh, the PC parts and build them yourself, which is, of course, you would expect uh, from howtogeek.com. They could very easily have just offloaded uh, 10 comparable systems for half the price on, uh, on, on their website from boutique manufacturers or, uh, or HP or you know, any of those companies. But, uh, but they had a full article there. There was a lot of work behind it. The next article, however, is more egregious. CNET.com asks the question, does Joker, the new movie uh, in theaters, have a post-credits scene? That that seems like a really answer answerable question. Does Joker have a post credit scene? The answer is no. No, it doesn't. However, they they created that that little headline to try to get people to click, and um, a, a, a subtitle, and then four paragraphs. The first paragraph answers it. There is there is no post credit scene. Then four three other paragraphs. Uh, about post credits scenes where clearly no work was done they were just they were just getting the click nothing there was no content here the next article is cnn.com asking want to live longer you may want to drink uh excuse me ditch these drinks i'll i'll just spoil it for you it's soda newsflash cnn.com uh i i know you guys consider yourselves legitimate journalists and if you read the article, it goes on to talk about uh, a study that was done on the effects of soda upon 
uh, a group of people that, that were participating in a study. We know soda's bad. There is no one on the planet who thinks, no, you know, soda's, soda's fine. It, it wouldn't hurt me. It's just soda. No, we all know that it's terrible for us. It's ruining your teeth. It's making your heart bad. It's giving you diabetes. It's making you fatter. Why not? <sighs> the Obviously, the crux of what they're trying to get is to, to trick people into saying, really, what should I stop drinking? Geez, I don't know. It would be great if it was a surprise, like milk is killing you. But we knew it was soda. And so the article very, more honestly, would have been titled, Soda is killing you. Soda is, is ruining lives. Soda is making people live shorter lives. Soda is affecting women. But, you know, here are all the ways that soda is, is hurting you. And then the content isn't misleading anymore. At the risk of victim blaming, I'm going to go on to say here that it's not really their fault. At the end of the day, these enterprises, CNN.com, HowToGeek.com, uh, Forbes, whoever's, whoever's doing this, BuzzFeed, oh my God, BuzzFeed, please stop. They're, they're not really to blame. They're just trying to make money. They're trying to get you to click and... The reason that they've resorted to clickbait is because you've stopped clicking on their other content. They know that clickbait works. They know that if they worded a certain way, they could take an article that wouldn't have been very interesting, or at least would have been very interesting to anybody willing to read it, and turn two million clicks out of uh, what would have been 125,000 reads. The problem is the attention span of the average Facebook citizen, probably American, but Facebook citizen is now so short that we're unwilling, or actually it's probably internet citizen, uh, is so short that we're unwilling to click on something because we know that whatever we're going to click on is going to come with ads and it's going to come with some distractions, the content. And, and if you have an answer, if CNN outright said, soda's bad for you, read this study, why? 90% of you wouldn't. You'd, you'd say, oh, soda's bad for me. Okay, well, it is what it is. The problem with that mentality is we no longer vet the things that we encounter. On a day-to-day -day basis, you get bombarded with information. I do my due diligence, and probably because I have more time on my hands now, since I'm a full-time content creator, and, and, uh, and I kind of like having my ear to the ground, I probably would have read this much anyway. I like to read the articles. I like to, to see what's going on. I like to see both perspectives. I'll, uh, I'll read Fox News. I'll, I'll read um, other conservative uh, internet magazines, which, uh, and you know what the thing is about those news sources, is so, so many of them are so blatantly... Uh, they're not just blatantly one-sided because uh, CNN and MSNBC uh, are both guilty of that as well. Um, but but it's so interesting to see what the pr perspective is. And it, when you read something from CNN or MSNBC, it's usually produced in a way, uh, not editorials, mind you, it's usually usually produced in a way that that seems legitimate and and um, uh, you know like like a report should be. And Fox News has moments where uh, they're that way as well, although a little less so. Um, but but it's interesting to see, to see how the spin is concocted. Sometimes it's a little more terrifying to see what kind of spin people are willing to eat. I I look across uh, the things that are being repeated, and and what what's happening in the world today. 
uh, and it's it's kind of terrifying. Um, so, uh, you know, just at, in order, to, I guess we're dating things here, but uh, especially with the Joker movie bit. But one of the big things going on is the conflict in Turkey. Uh, uh, excuse me, in Syria with Turkey now invading and uh, and destroying Kurdish forces. And that's a whole bag of worms. And um, and somebody took a video from uh, a Kentucky uh, shooting range that they had a, a night re- a night night shoot with uh, with tracers and tons of explosions and it looks cool as hell. But somebody submitted that as footage of uh, of fighting in Syria. And if you didn't know any better, y- you might think it was. ABC, uh, the news outlet this was submitted to, immediately posted this as, uh, as proof of how bad the Syrian fighting was. Excuse me, the, the Turkish-Syria incursion was going. And, and um, I, I could see why you would be fooled into that, fooled into that um, especially if it was coming from what you would consider a credible source. However, they didn't vet the footage. They immediately posted it online. And then I assume that the same people who baited them with the footage immediately went on a tear to uh, to uh, make fun of and, uh, and, of course, discredit ABC as a news outlet. And maybe rightfully so. Maybe ABC can't be trusted. But it's amazing that I watch these people who are, um, are just, uh, I guess, entertained by the fact that a- ABC was so easily fooled and and repost the video. I've I've seen one person repost this 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 particular information. Uh, the the ABC being fooled themselves three different times from three different articles from three different conservative websites. And to me, it you know it's it's interesting enough. It's it's entertaining enough. But at some point, it's a little less that you're entertained by it. And a little more that you're just trying to convince your friends that ABC is not a credible news organization. To be honest with you, I'm not really sure who's still listening to ABC. It brings to, to mind uh, a fact that, that definitely is, is more present today. That we don't feel that we can trust the media as fully as we used to. People talk about the way we would gather around the television or the radio back in the 1940s and 1950s and 1960s and and the reports of what were going on in the world despite the fact that they were still spun felt so much more authentic, felt so much more real. And in a way, they were. The news cycle wasn't as quick. We weren't able to get information as quickly. We We didn't have a vetting process that went as quickly. And so... Stories were published, sometimes retracted, but it wasn't up to the minute. Obviously, that's changed in today's climate, where everything you post can go viral in a matter of seconds. Something you say on Twitter, something you say on Facebook, something you say uh, just just out in, in the street might might end up being captured by someone else and repeated ad nauseum until you can't forget it. Some of us make mistakes, huge mistakes, that end up causing us to lose our jobs or our lifestyles or our family and friends and credibility. Some of us have to go into hiding. Uh, some of us will, will find notoriety in a way that, that causes a reaction in other people who, who deem it necessary to post your personal information on the internet because of a misstep. And I'm not saying that those people are in the right, I'm just saying that some of those actions are a little too far. And again, those, those death threats, 
those uh, those doxings, those uh, immediate judgments of your character, they happen without context, and they happen immediately. Sometimes, again, justifiably so. But sometimes, not everyone's getting the full story before you've been crucified on the internet. I think it's fascinating to watch our news cycle happen, and then... Um, I guess verify maybe, or at least see what the perceptions are from outside of the United States. I used to read Al Jazeera way back in the day, knowing that it was pretty far, far reaching and far left, but at the same time, uh, very anti-American. I, I used to read um, the BBC, but uh, I would say that the quality of their journalism kind of gone down. I, I can't uh, speak to it specifically, but but there's, there's just something kind of missing for it. And it probably, it might be Brexit. It might be what's going on in their country just has them kind of, um, kind of pursuing a more tabloid stretch. And, uh, and I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying that it's a little harder to read now. And I, I definitely read uh, NPR and, um, and our, our, our more um, independent local sources. It was always interesting to me to watch conservative news outlets continue to call NPR uh, liberally biased, uh, when at the end of the day, when back when I used to spend all my time verifying the sources of, of uh, journalists and, and articles and, and looking back on and, and doing the research, NPR was the one who was usually being the most honest and accurate. And I say that knowing that CNN and MSNBC definitely have a very liberal spin. Something happened at some point. I think it was probably around the 1980s. I know I used to, my parents used to watch A Current Affair. And, uh, and that, that uh, you know, we took that for news. And that is, that is terrible, <laughs> terrible tabloid journalism at its best. Um, and, and I didn't know. I didn't know. When I was younger, I didn't know. But at some point, entertainment became a more profitable form of news than actual news. If you cater to a specific market, you can get that market to return to you for programming over and over again. I, I remember uh, probably around 9-11, but the evolution of Fox News seemed to have been the idea that pushing a conservative point of view, especially as patriotism, could, could gain audiences. And, and it was scary to watch the rise of people like Bill O'Reilly spewing hatred. And uh, God, what was the name of that other idiot with the... the um, he always came out with a, 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 a big notepad that he was drawing crap on. Glenn Beck. It was Glenn Beck. He'd come out there with an easel and a, a bunch of markers, and he would uh, start spouting off things as if they were supposed to mean anything, and then he would draw them on his, his, his uh, big pad there and start uh, connecting the words that he was drawing as, as if it were supposed to mean something, as if connecting them suddenly meant that they were connected in real life, despite the fact that some of the things he said weren't even true. It was amazing to watch him criticize the United States health care system as being awful, despite the fact that just a couple of months before he said it was the best in the world. Amazingly, uh, it, it wasn't just people who were, were against the things that he was, the hatred he was spewing, I would call it hatred, uh, because eventually Fox News said, ah, maybe, maybe you're going a little too far, and they fired him, and then he started his own uh, news network. The problem is, every bit as bad as, as the blaze is, uh, the Huffington Post is as well. 
they, they've, they've said things that were patently untrue. They've, they've done things and said things about people that, that may have ruined people's lives without any basis in reality. And, and the whole point is to continue to bolster your argument that the other side is wrong. And, and that kind of polarization, that took a media source to do that. It wasn't just the Huffington Post and CNN and Fox News. That was, that was us being bombarded from every side. And it's amazing to watch that happen because we see these companies build products and then sell it to us under the guise of different names so that they can market it without the interference of, of, of cross-marketing, of, of people asking, hey, why, isn't, why, are, why are you doing this? Why are you uh, uh, making money on both sides here? I don't, I don't understand how that works. These are the same companies that, that um, create products for men and then cut 25% off of it, uh, call it specially formulated, and sell it back to women. They, they raise the price of EpiPens by 5,000%. They, they, it's, it's abuse at every level. And we're just sitting back and taking it because we've been bombarded by all of the other issues that we think are more important. And unfortunately, we've become, become goldfish. And uh, the argument is always that you don't need to be angry about only one thing at a time. But the truth is, most of us only can be angry about one thing at a time. We stop thinking for ourselves. And what's come down to it is, is we now just accept things at face value, face value, at, at, at the presentation of this information to us. We're just willing to accept it as fact. There's a formula to that now. It's amazing, but there's, there's actually a formula to it. The information that they want you to repeat, they don't provide clickbait for. The whole of what they want you to read is in the title of the article. I'm, I'm going to uh, read from uh, CNN.com briefly here. Uh, we're just going to read the titles of the articles here. These are, these are the headlines. Actress comes under fire for her use of the N-word. Oh, um... Which, which actress? Well, you have to click to find out, right? White students call a 10-year-old black girl the N-word as they beat up on, uh, her up on a bus, court documents say. And again, I, I won't get into the hypocrisy of censoring words on, on, uh, in the news. Uh, exclusive, Giuliani sought visa for Ukrainian promising dirt on Democrats. The State Department finds no deliberate mishandling of classified information relating to Clinton email server. Mysterious move strips elites of penthouse views. If you own this phone, remove your screen protector. Just, just listen to that, that amalgamation of, of media today. The things that, that have happened, uh, or, or at least are on the front page of CNN.com. You know what they want you to take as fact and you know what they want you to click on i'm going to flip over to foxnews.com really quickly uh, again coming from cnn's um a state department finds no deliberate mishandling of classified information related to a clinton email server on cnn.com on foxnews.com the absolute headline says report on clinton emails sees hundreds of violations dozens of in- individuals at fault now, listening to those two articles side by side, back to back, and uh, Fox News' uh, obsession with Hillary Clinton's emails notwithstanding, these two different stories about the same 
events are completely spun in opposite directions. Two, two stories about exactly the same thing, giving you two completely opposite titles. And I guess just to provide some context, I'm going to read these articles and then we're going to compare this just, just to talk about that difference. An investigation by the State Department released on Friday said there was no persuasive evidence of widespread mishandling of classified information in the controversy surrounding Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server while she was Secretary of State. An unclassified report detailing the investigation was sent to Senator Chuck Grassley, an Iowa Republican and a member of the Senate Judiciary Judiciary Committee. I'm sorry, I'm not very good at this. And he released it publicly Friday afternoon. The Associated Press was the first to report on the findings. The report states that 38 people employed at one time by the State Department had sent classified emails to Hillary Clinton's private email server. And there were nearly 100 violations of classification rules. Still, quotes, by and large, the individuals interviewed were aware of security policies and did their best to implement them in their operations. There was no persuasive evidence of systemic, deliberate mishandling of classified information, the report states. The report is yet another instance of federal investigators clearing Clinton and her aides of deliberately mishandling classified information, which was the focus of attacks on the former Secretary of State throughout the 2016 presidential campaign. Clinton was also cleared of wrongdoing by the FBI twice over her private email server during the campaign. I won't continue to read the CNN news article. It's pretty much it repeating itself over and over again. So we'll read the news report from Fox News. A State Department report into former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server for government business obtained by Fox News on Friday. Again, it was it was released by a a Republican senator publicly, found dozens of individuals at fault and hundreds of security violations. Right there, right there. The the tone of the article is completely separate from the other one. It's the same information. It's the same information. But the spin is different. Fox News is attempting to claim it here. And and CNN is giving the Associated Press uh, the the coverage uh, uh, claim on, on their article. It continues, the report summarized an administrative review of the handling of classified information relating to Clinton's private email server used during her tenure as the nation's highest ranking diplomat between 2009 and 2013. The report, dated September 13th, was delivered to the office of Senator Chuck Grassley, Republican Iowa, who was chairman of the Senate Judiciary Judiciary Committee until last year. Wow, that's terrible. The report reflected only approximately 30,000 emails that the State Department was able to physically review and found 38 individuals responsible for uh, 91 violations. And again, again, here's another difference. In in the CNN uh, article, it sounds like that she's the report completely exonerates her and uh, that 38 people made 100 mistakes in the the Fox News article says that they were only able to recover 30,000 emails. There's now a limitation. There's a limit on the scope. She's probably more guilty that the because they were only able to physically review 30,000 emails and that, that they found 38 individuals were responsible for 91 violations. The article continues on. Another 497 violations were also found, although the report was not able to assign responsibility in those cases, in part because many of them involved had already left the department during the time it took to receive the emails and review them. The report described an investigation fraught with obstacles, including delays, employees who left the department, and more than 30,000 deleted records. I'm going to keep reading this because it's interesting to see what they've omitted from the report. 
but I'm not going to read the uh, the thing where they rehash the email controversy because because apparently we need to go over that again. The department concluded that the use of a private email system added an increased uh, a cre- increased degree of risk of compromise as a private system lacks the network monitoring and intrusion detection capa- capabilities of the State Department. While the use of a private email system itself did not necessarily increase the likelihood of classified information being transmitted on unclassified systems, those incidents which then resulted in the presence of classified information upon it carried an increased risk of compromise and inadvertent disclosure. However, while there were instances of classified information being introduced into an unclassified system, the report said that by and large the interview <laughs> individuals interviewed did their best to implement security policies. There was no quote, persuasive evidence, unquote, of systemic deliberate mishandling of classified information, according to the report. So just just right there, just there, right there, from the difference, not just in the tone, but the presentation of that information, Fox News made it seem like she was guilty all the way across and waited until the very last line, because at that point you would have gotten tired of rereading the thing about the email. Right at that point, I said, I'm going to skip this bit because I'm tired of rereading this stuff about the email controversy because Fox News has repeated it over and over again. So for most people, this happens before a picture. And for most people, they're going to read that and go, oh, I've already read that and skipped it. And it's the very last line that says, however, while there were instances of classified information, yada, 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 no uh, persuasive evidence of systemic deliberate mishandling. That's incredible. On that same note, CNN, while they got to the point with the uh, no systemic deliberate mishandling uh, bit as quickly as they could, uh, uh, toward the end of it, after they themselves had rehashed the same Clinton-Trump email drama that you would have yada yada your way out of, the very last two paragraphs say... Uh, while the use of a that, that while the use of a private email system did not necessarily increase the, increase the likelihood of classified information being transmitted on unclassified systems, those incidents which then resulted in the presence of classified information upon it carried an increased risk of compromise and inadvertent disclosure. So they waited until the second to last line to come up with the negative line, and they didn't mention anything about the obstacles of being able to obtain certain amounts of emails or whether or not thirty thousand emails was enough or the thirty thousand emails to begin with. And the article finishes with one uh, with one line. The letter marks one instance of what the Washington Post last month reported as a wide scale reclassification of email sent to Clinton's private email by as many as 130 current and former senior State Department officials. In reality, in in real life, in our experiences, you and I know that with two stories, two conflicting stories, the truth will always lay someone somewhere in between. And because government documents are so seclusive and, and uh, there's definitely a classified version of that report and because, because we can't get a straight story and because they've complicated things with so much language and not being able to say anything the way that they just feel like they need to say it, we don't want to read those reports. So we take it upon ourselves to let somebody else interpret that information for us. And then you've chosen a side. You chose the side. You, you choose who you're listening to. People keep talking about the polarization of our opinions in this country and, and politics. And the more and more politics are going to creep into my poor podcast as we get closer to the next election. I can't believe I'm being dragged into the cycle a full year ahead of time. But, but it's important. It's important that, that if you're listening, that you're aware 
of what spin is like, that, that you're aware of what, what um, you're being trained to think, how, how you're being manipulated, and whether or not you're choosing that for yourself. Expand your horizons. Go do the research. Uh, people keep t- saying that because I, I keep seeing that on Facebook. Well, I've done the research. No, no, you haven't. I bet you haven't. I guarantee that you haven't. That you're just saying that to give your side some credibility. So it's on you and not the random idiot on the internet. If you have an opinion, if you have a belief, if you have a conviction, do the research. Leave no stone unturned. Read both sides so you can realize where the spin is. Be aware. Open your eyes. I sound like I sound like a crazy internet conspiracy conspiracist, but but I, nothing I presented here is 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 outside of the realm of of existence of of life. This is what we've done right here with these two articles. Listen to that. Make up your own mind. Thank you for listening.